0: Please pray with me. Lord God, we pray that you would speak to us tonight, that you would reveal yourself, Lord, that in the darkness you would shine your light and that that light, Lord, would not be extinguished and that it would be passed from each one of us to another, Lord, that so it would expand and spread through the ages. We pray that your hope would continue to grow in this world, that your light would shine, that your mercy would be poured out, Lord God, lead us to you tonight. Speak to us. Reveal yourself to us, Lord, and help us to trust in you. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It is so great to see you all tonight. Thank you so much for being here. Now, as far as I know, there has been and continues to be an impulse among people that they want to be the first one to do something, right? The first one to climb a mountain, the first one to sail the seven seas, the first one to discover a new land. Now, today, the stakes are not usually so high, right? You know, it's probably something like I was the first one to discover this great taco stand or something, right? And the first one of my friends to post it on Instagram, right? So I've done the first Right, Or maybe it's the first to go down the slide, maybe it's the first to climb a tree, the first to try a special trick off the swing, whatever it is, right? We like to sometimes be that first. It gives us this rush to be the first one there, the first one who's ever attempted it and survived. Right? I mean, that's what fuels the X Games and things like that and the extreme sports, right? In our lives, there's this desire to be first to try something, first to visit a place, first to be brave. The reality is, is that we're not often the first, right? We're not often the first. And long before we've gone to do this thing or explore this thing, God Himself has been there. And we see that pattern being played out in the resurrection account from the Gospel of Matthew, right? Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, what other Mary is she? One of the others, right? One of the others, probably Mary, the mother of Joseph. We're not sure, though. I mean, you know, we'll just take a guess. We'll throw it at the dartboard. Maybe that's it. They go to the tomb as the sun is dawning on the first day of the week, Sunday. Uh, and then we have a massive earthquake, right? And this earthquake has taken place because an angel from God has come down and has moved the stone from in front of the tomb and is sitting upon it. Now, that had to be something to see, huh? Uh, There were guards there who were there, they'd been placed so that none of Jesus, Jesus's disciples could get into the tomb and fake the resurrection. Right. Because they were aware of the fact that the people were hoping for this. Jesus had spoken about it. And so they wanted to cut off the disciples at the pass and secure the tomb. So if they came to try to pull off uh, pseudo resurrection, that the guards would be able to stop them. But are the guards stopping this angel? No, actually they're they're melting with fear. They're terrified. The text says they became like dead men, which is an interesting juxtaposition because the tomb was supposed to have a dead man in it, but it was empty. And there are the guards who should have been alive and protecting that tomb, and they were themselves like dead men. But the angel, nonetheless, just totally disregards the guards and addresses the woman and he tells them, Do not be afraid. Because what were they probably (laughs) terrified, probably afraid, right? There's just been an earthquake. There's an angel of light. there sitting on the stone. Guards are terrified. Chances are they're probably scared, too. So don't be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he has been raised. As he said, come see the place where he lay. This is the message that God chooses to convey to these women through his messenger, the angel. Then armed with his hope, he sends them to the other disciples, the ones who are still in bed or hiding out in fear, the ones who aren't there on that morning, that Easter morning at the tomb. He sends the women back to them. He says, go quickly and tell his disciples he has been raised from the dead and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message to you. So the women, they listen. They listen and they go and they're heading out to go and tell the disciples. And on the way, who do they meet? Jesus, Jesus Jesus himself right there. And they fall on the ground, taking his feet and worshiping him. And he shares with them the same message of hope. No more fear. Jesus Christ will be waiting for you and for the disciples in Galilee. Jesus will be there. Now, God going ahead of his people is a theme that we see all over the place. We saw it in our readings from earlier in the service. We see it in the account of the creation, the Red Sea, the uh, crossing through the Red Sea on dry land, the entering the promised land, the prophecies which are proclaimed throughout the Old Testament, the hope which is proclaimed in the Psalms. God is always before his people. He is always leading them. He is always out in front. He is always there before the people even think to arrive at that place. God is there. And more so, in this gospel account, we see that Jesus also meets them on the way. He will be at the location, and he is with them on the journey too. God has not stopped doing that same thing today god has not stopped going before us god is not done on that easter day he didn't stop going before his people he continues to do it today so where is jesus going before us now where is he leading us and how can we be prepared to meet him Now, while explorers and hipsters might brag about who went where first or tried something first, the reality is that God is always there before us. God is always the first one. God is always the one paving the way and making it straight. God is always the one preparing us for the journey. And he, in Jesus Christ, has prepared a place for us and is preparing us for that place as well. Now, while God is always going before us, before us is not the only place that God is, right? He's not only out there in the future. God is also always behind us as well, forgiving us, reconciling us, healing the messes we leave behind. And he is always with us on the journey as well, walking with us and holding us close. This Easter... We remember that God is with us and that he is preparing a place for us and through his death and resurrection is forgiving us for what we have left behind us so that we are ready for what is ahead of us. Where is God going before you now? Where is he preparing the way for you? Where is he waiting to encounter you? Where is he calling us to and how can we respond to his call in our hearts? The joy of Easter is that God has gone where we could never explore and return. He has gone through death for us. And through faith in him, he shows us the way through death to life. This Easter, let's pray. Let's give thanks. Let's study and let's ask God where he is leading us and for his grace to guide us on the way. And to give us strength for the journey. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for being the God who goes before us, the God who leads the way and prepares us for the journey. Lord God, thank you for these women who were faithful in carrying out their message. Lord, they did proclaim your resurrection. And through that proclamation, generations have been saved. We pray, Lord God, that you would help us to be messengers as well. Proclaim the message as we are on our way as well. Show us where you are leading us. Show us the way before us. And may we walk in faith and joy and love as we seek to follow you. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.